This is exactly right. <laughs> You're going to like this one. Okay. Man, <laughs> man angry, his photo was used to prove all hipsters look alike, then learns it wasn't him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's get into bananas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bananas. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Kurt Brownoller. I'm the other host, Scotty Landis. Uh, Kurt, I know it's early when I'm recording today. I got up early, so I'm actually, I'm going to start drinking right now. It's 2 p.m. and I have a vodsod. I'm going vodsod right now. I, I love it, my friend. I love it. Please do. I'm drinking some nice, cool, crisp water. So if you hear me getting into that, I'm going to get fucked up. Yeah, I love it. I'm here with one of my oldest friends, and then I'm literally here with who the newest friend I could possibly have. Uh, that's right. She hosts uh, the Bachelor podcast called Will You Accept This Rose, which is very, very funny. And she has a new book coming out called Little Miss Little Compton. Please welcome to the podcast, Arden Marine. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. <laughs> I clap for myself. Thank you so much. There's only I'm three drinking, of us. <laughs> I'm drinking a grape soda. If that's a, I'm really nice. refreshed, treating myself like a lady in my it's garage. delicious. Yes, you should. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. You gotta treat that, yourself. A, a stevia grape. I have a stevia grape soda. If there wasn't a more silver lake soda, I don't know <laughs> what there is. That is, I'm really. It's the 2020 is happening. Here I am, and it's a Zevia grape soda. <laughs> uh, we were talking before the podcast a little bit. You were saying that, because uh, I have some stand-up about having a weird dad, yeah. saying that you have a weird dad. I do. I, I I have to say, I remember when I was on Mad TV, every female on the show mm-hmm. had, there was, had some quirky dad. They either had an absentee dad. There was always like a certain quirk with the dad. Sure. Yeah, I, ha- I had a dad that was just bonkers and uh he would eat no- he went on like cake diets where he would eat nothing but like oh. like birthday cakes and then to lose weight he would switch to sheet cake because it was less icing <laughs> per slice and like lose weight you know it was just like a whole thing he was def- he carried like a soda purse like a cooler a round cooler that he would repair every five years and he would just carry like tab in it and had like a purse with it i don't know it was a whole thing it was a whole journey with Willie Marine. <laughs> he went to a movie every day and would go see like the Hannah Montana movie or like the Spice Girls. Sure. <laughs> yeah, he saw all the Twilight movies. He was like, that shapeshifter has like a smooth torso. I mean, he fully, he just saw, he didn't even want to see it. It was just like he'd already seen everything. Else. So that was my dad. <laughs> that was my dad. I yeah. love that. I love a man purse filled with tabs. Yeah, because he was like, he got sober only out of necessity. And he was fully like, he's the dad that would teach my brother and I not to smoke by like making us puff on a cigarette when we were like seven. You know what I mean? Like that kind of, that salty New England dad. Did he look like a dad? Like, did he Did he have the mustache? Did he dress like a dad? Was he dad or his own thing? He was shaped like a seal, sort of. He was shaped. He was shaped like 
He looked like John Belushi. So, no, he didn't really look like a dad. He looked like John Belushi. (laughs) And he had a really long torso. He was super buoyant. And, like, so he would float in the ocean. He would take, like, naps. Like, he would just float with his hand. He was, like, this big, round, like like an otter. He was, like, an otter with a John Belushi head. <laughs> just cracking open beers with just, a rock on his belly. Exactly. Just passed out, cracking open beers, just doing his jam, living his best life. Yeah, fully. My parents married on a dare. It's a whole thing. It was a whole thing. What oh, was your cool. dad? I remember you were on planes. You were on airplanes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gosh. No, wait. Before we go into that, your parents married on a dare? My parents met in Manhattan and they were like co-workers and everybody at their office got two weeks off vacation. And like one New Year's Eve, everybody's out drinking and they realized that if you went on a honeymoon, you got an extra two weeks vacation. <laughs> so like the dare came about. I was like, oh, why don't we get married? Like I'll take oh, us boy. on a four week trip to South America oh, and then boy. we'll come back and we'll get it annulled. And then the next day, my mom was like, I'll do it, but I'm not getting it annulled. And then, like, they got married, and they stayed married for 50 years. <laughs> to the end. They stayed married till the end. Isn't that, and, it, and, like, then they moved to this tiny town in Rhode Island. It was just, like, it, it only – it was the only way to explain why they were married. It, it was a finally – like, it was the only – like, how did this – Go with that. I was like, oh, it's like roulette. It was just fully roulette. Uh, Genetic roulette. Annulled? Is annulled only Catholic? Is annulled for anybody else but Catholics? I I don't know. Didn't Britney Spears go? Like, I think... I think if you do it fast enough, you can just be like, this never happened. Like, let's mm-hmm. just agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, if you do Good a Vegas, I feel like if you do a drive through Yeah, that seems what do you to th- be yes, here it is. 48 It's not hours. just Catholic. Okay. Any any misrepresentation by the three parties involved, including but not limited to lying about status as an efficient ability to perform ceremony, mm-hmm. age of participant or witnesses, felony status or current marriage status. So there well, has it looks to like be- it's pretty pretty strict rules together. So it has to be like a shady thing that like you tricked me. Like you said yeah. you were a pilot, but really yeah. you're, you're not like a, a pilot. You're, you're a, a submariner. Yeah. You tricked me. You're yeah. the pilot of a car. You're the pilot of like a Honda Civic and I want to get this and I fell for a pilot. It happens right, you guys all the time. To... Yeah, tell me about yeah. this hipster. Oh, I love this. Oh so my god. This is amazing. And the photo is there. We'll put it up on our Instagram page. Um, by the way, everybody on the Instagram page, I know I say this a lot, uh, you're the best. We just passed 9,000 uh, people on our Instagram page, and I love it. We, we're constantly interacting with your messages. All of these stories that at least I don't, I don't know about Scotty, but all the ones I chose are from listeners who sent them in. This is from Carly Pumel, P-U-M-M-E-L. Sorry if I mispronounced it, Carly. Uh, again, the title of this, and I keep calling them titles, is Man Angry His Photo Was Used to Prove All Hipsters Look Alike, <laughs> Then Learns It Wasn't Him. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. This, is, this was uh, posted on uh, CBC Radio, uh, and it is, they, we do not have an author for this one. I want to okay. see him. I really want to see this. I might have, oh, I'm we gotta sh- oh, we will. It is, close your Katie, eyes and you, think Katie, hipster mail for five link, seconds. Katie? All right, I'm going to have Katie take... Or can you put it in the chat? Yeah, we can put it in the chat. Okay, I... So, this was a story in the MIT Technology Review. Smarties. Yeah. Detailed a study about the so-called hipster effect, the, quote, counterintuitive phenomenon in which people who oppose mainstream culture all end up looking the same. Yes. Which is fucking fascinating. 100%. Right off the bat. On the money. Um, 
And the inclusion of a version of a Getty image photo of a bearded, flannel-wearing man yes. tinted with a blue and orange hue yes. prompted one reader to write in the magazine, your lack of basic journalistic ethics Incredible. in both the manner in which you, quote, reported this uncredited nonsense and the slanderous, unnecessary use of my picture yes. without permission demands yes. a response. And I am, of course, pursuing legal action. Oh, my God. I saw him. I just saw him, too. Yeah. Yes, you could, But wasn't that what? you were picturing weren't you picturing that guy i mean he's almost more handsome than i was picturing but he it is i think they picked great and what's amazing about it is that means that that guy owns that hat and wears that hat with that shirt and is like that's that's my look that's my hat that's my shirt He's, he's got a wooden wall that he stands in front of all the time. Yes, he's got it. He's exactly. He's got the exposed beams. He's got some Edison bulbs just waiting. Here's a. Oh my God. Here's a yes question. So. I also love that he was so excited to get incensed, just like yes. so ready, so quick with yes. a lawsuit. Just wait, fine. It's like the best <laughs> thing that ever <laughs> happened to him. They are the wor- the worst people. <laughs> On the planet are people who are quick with a lawsuit. Oh my god! It sure. is yeah. the worst people ever created. I agree. Who like their the, immediately their mind goes to I'm going to sue. Like it's the reason why everything it everything sucks now. Like I totally every, agree. Every place you go to that used to be wild and free now has railings everywhere, and you're not allowed to go anywhere. Yes. because people sued left and right. Yes, I hate it so much. Me too. I completely agree with you. I've had a few interactions, even just like. And we're talking, we're talking, this is, I am not like talking about me writing a Star Wars movie. Like we're talking about like little fun, silly indie projects that like, that somebody who did not fully, like was like, you know, it's like, this isn't a creative match. It's somebody be like, you're going to hear from my lawyer. It's like, well, let's hope this makes any money. Good luck. (laughs) To get what? To get what? (laughs) What do you want? My Ikea? My, like, what do you, what do you, like, this hasn't sold. What do what, why is your lawyer contacting? What what do you think you're going to get? I appreciate that you think it's going to be that successful. But like to get, is this your first thought? Is it your lawyer? It's so crazy. Also, yeah. like certain cities, like hipster, obviously there's always been some version of hipster for a very long time. But yeah. I, would, I feel like between 2000 and 2010, Williamsburg, New York, specifically yes. was the like epicenter. It was like yeah. where it really... Because you go other places, L.A., we all live sort of on the east side of yeah, L.A., and like sure. a lot of hipsters, but they're, it's a little different vibe out here. But back then, it oh, was yeah. like flagrantly in your face how hipster you could get. I mean, people, Joe Mandy wrote that book about it. Um, yes. Yeah. But it was like, so I remember walking, I was broke. I was just walking down the street. I'd only been down, and I was on Bedford walking through Williamsburg, and I was like, okay. And it was, it was a mix. It was still like, it was half gentrified, half not gentrified. And I saw, if I'm lying, I'm dying. I saw a guy eating brunch at an outdoor cafe wearing a fitted bed sheet. I'm not. <laughs> uh, this is, so you, you mentioned this earlier. How, in what way was he wearing it? Yeah, please. Okay. Tell me where it Like was. a cape? It, it was no. It was like he was wearing boxers underneath, and he was right. wearing like uh, boots and socks. And then he had it like wrapped, so he was inside of it. I would say like it was like, yeah, cocoon, like a vest, but, like a vest, yeah. like a cocoon. But his whole body. So, like, so the bunchy parts, the bunchy parts for the corners of the mattress hung over his shoulder. <laughs> Correct. And okay. and so I and yeah, and I was just like startled. And then within sure. I don't know two days. Uh, 
I uh, I was with my cousin who used to live in Brooklyn, and he had lived in New York for eight years before me. And I was like, I saw this guy, and he was like, the thing is, is the more you hate hipsters, it's the more you're admitting that you love them. And I was like, I don't know. And he goes, yeah. It's just you're jealous that that guy is making the craziest choice and getting away with it. And yeah, you're like, right. fuck you. You're like yeah. sculpting your life around this guy. You're like, I would yeah. never do that. But you're like, but I would totally do that once. Like, it's hilarious. I mean, it is. It is an incredible. I have so many questions. I, I'm also. OK. First okay. of all, Kurt, yes. to your point yes. about how it's ruined the, the lawsuit, happy people yes. with the yes. railings. Now, I'm not here to defend Germany. <laughs> here to defend any part of German anything. That being said, I've been to Berlin twice, and one of the things I noticed, there was just children out in the street, little tiny children with no adults anywhere, yes. totally fine. And there was yeah. a thing I stumbled upon, it was called Kinterfire, and it was like the kids, there was just, it was like a playground that had nails everywhere, and there was signs that said, adults, please leave the fire for the children. And like, so these kids could come, and I guess every year they would build like this playground, and there was like saws and hammers and nails and a shoddily built very dangerous rusty and the kids were playing on it and then there was fires wow. going but it was truly like and like the adults were not allowed like the kids had to build the thing that they were all playing on yes. they were full real saws rust everywhere and the kids were just free and like happy and thriving and i thought this would never happen yeah. in america this would never I know. happen it's so sad it's so sad Kids I need kinder, kids you know need saws here. <laughs> Give kids saws. Like lawsuit happy people are are rich kids. That's what oh, I've sure. always thought. For sure, they're like they grew up wealthy, and that's like they're just like that's their go to money. Because maybe their parents are lawyers, and they know to sue. They're like they yeah, know yeah, yeah. they know like this get them how. before they get you. Okay, here's my second thought. I'm yeah. also a garbage person who loves like fuck. I love a reality. I love sure. a reality competition show. So I watch all the fashion. I love a Project Runway. Mm. I love a Next in Design. I yes. love whatever the new one with Tim. Gunn. I'll watch all of them. I've watched them for 15 years. 15 years, like the edgy punk, like like safety pins and le black leather has been around since. So like this is not the yes. edgy new. When you say like the, the, all it's the hipsters uniform. are the same, it's like the ex it nothing. It's the exact same thing for 30, 40 years, and like it's like oh, this mean, is exactly. the edgy. This guy looks like he could have lived in Seattle yes. in nineteen ninety. Yes, he could be in single. Yes, he could be making so it like is, Bridget Fonda. This is the best part about this article <laughs> is that. It's there's an interview. Great. The CBC actually interviewed because uh, every other article I found on this was kind of like they're just like, haha, fuck this guy. But these people like found the author of the article. Great. Mm -hmm. And this is an in exchange uh, with him. Uh, the site's editor in chief, Gideon Litchfield, spoke to as it happens host Carol off about the bizarre exchange. Here's part of their conversation. Give it to what me. What was this study and the article about hipsters? What was the gist of it? Answer: It was a mathematical model of right. why people who tried to differ from the crowd end up conforming to one uh. another. And you have an illustration of a man, photos of him in this article. Why did you get an email from someone, an angry reader, who threatened to sue you because of that photo? He saw the article. He saw the photo. He thought the photo was of him. <laughs> And he, I guess, maybe was some has something against hipsters or against being called a hipster, but he didn't like it. He wrote about he wrote some things that were very uncomplimentary about the article itself. Uh, and then the question is, what question? What question did that raise for you when you got that letter? The first moment I see something like that, my question is, well, did we do anything we shouldn't have? Like this is, I love this. It's like literally, it's an MIT yeah. like uh, like review like yeah. magazine. Yes. 
they're very like scientific about yes. it. Uh, yes. So I looked at what his accusation was, and it seems he seems to be accusing us of applying that he implying. <laughs> he seems to be in, accusing of us accusing us of him. Oh my god! I'm you're, you're, you're it's hot. Curtis it's hot. Pissed. It's hot right now. It's Curtis hot today. It's hot. <laughs> Are you having a stroke? Do you smell toast? Do you taste pennies? Do you smell toast? Do you taste pennies? (laughs) (laughs) So I looked at what his accusation was, and I... And I said, he seems to be accusing us of implying that he's a hipster. I'm pretty sure that can't be prosecuted for slander. <laughs> My second thought was, you know, I'm sure that we use this photo in accordance with the license. We got it from a reputable agency, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and that's it. I mean, to uh, me, as a scientist, I would think that this guy saying that actually proves that they that is like, and in conclusion, we are correct. Because yes. because he this is a man that's not even him, who's clearly a hipster, who's like, and I think hipsters by definition think I'm different than everybody else. And he's right. so right. angry to be lumped in and not be different and that he doesn't even recognize his own person. And that it means that the study was actually accurate, that it's like through no effort, it just happens. Also, when did like. Does he think that there's a – because this is obviously like a professionally lit photograph. Does he think that there's just like (laughs) secret professional photographers running around (laughs) taking his photograph? That's true. Yes. 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 He's been waiting for this moment. There's a, well, there's yeah. also all those people that do lawsuits that are just waiting for you to come up with something. Like they have all the copyrights on like tons yeah. of stuff and they're just waiting in the wings for you to design something like it so they can sue you. <laughs> it's, it's so just crazy. To talk about. My definition of hipster is like if you go to a concert yeah. and it's predominantly hipster audience, it's the worst time you can ever have. Like, hipsters just don't dance at concerts. That's my definition of them, where everybody else just gets down to the band they love, and hipsters are really, like, focusing. Yes. I want to go and dance say, go insane. I would almost say, too, that it's now an irrelevant term. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I it's become so, so much a part of actual mainstream culture that it's kind of, you can't really yeah. even say like, that person's a hipster. Yes. Because they're now something else that, you know, like doesn't have a name right now. Yes. Yeah. And it's everywhere. It was, it felt it's like everywhere. a city term and now it's, now it's like how grunge, they started selling like jeans exactly. with holes in the knees in the nineties at uh, Caldor or whatever. And you're like, oh yeah, I guess everybody's grunge now. Caldor. Well, I loved Caldor, man. Every, how every single city is like, it was at first keep Austin weird, then it's keep Portland weird, Arf. and then it's like keep everything, keep whatever weird. It's like once you once every city's adopted that and yeah. it's like a official slogan, it's not that weird. Not that weird. It's not that weird. A mason jar. Mason jar is not that weird. Give me one. Not that weird. I got one. I would say this was the number one most sent in one this week. <clears throat> The headline reads, I love this one. Man charged with assault after thrown pickle hits Vermont highway worker. So this is from the Associated Press. We were sent this by dozens, dozens of people. The first one was Elizabeth O'Brien and then Beth's wild mom. Maybe same person. Maybe two people. Uh, Jacob Jones, Anthony Batista, the whole lot. So this is great. A Massachusetts man is facing an assault charge after he allegedly threw a large pickle from a moving vehicle that hit a Vermont highway worker. The incident occurred before 6 p.m. So sun's out. It's summer. Um, This is a daytime pickle (laughs) chuck um, on Route 7 in Powell Nall near the crossing. Violence. 
Violence is never the answer. Violence guys. is never the answer. Never Violence once. Is never the answer. Let it begin with you. Okay. Yes. And you'd think, yeah, crossing from Vermont into Massachusetts, the passenger in a southbound vehicle threw an object, quote, later determined to be a large pickle, end quote. Insane. Like you wouldn't know that instantly. That hit the highway worker and, quote, <laughs> caused him pain. See, I think this is back to getting sued. I think the guy is, I mean, maybe he took it to the face and he is, I don't know, maybe he was concussed. I doubt it. Uh, agency of transportation officials provided description of the vehicle, which led officers, uh, led the officers to the suspect in Williamstown, Massachusetts. Uh, fancy. That's uh, a fancy th- part of Massachusetts. Yeah, that is. That it, is yes, the bougie Berkshires. That's the bougie part of Massachusetts. Oh, big theater. I bet a, I bet a hipster oh, yeah. threw that pickle. Absolutely. I bet that's a rich kid, like a boarding school hipster, threw yeah. that pickle at that state yeah. trooper. And he's like, oh, you're going back to Williamstown? Oh, must be nice. Okay, well, guess what? You sued. Um, well, his, you know, based on his name, Arden, I can say 100% you're right. His name is Christoph Hermansdorfer. Uh, yep. he he's, th- he's the one who threw the pickle. Yeah, yes, sir. 100%. He's the pickle chucker. And that's, a, that's a rich Also, yeah, you got to a rich piece kid. of shit to throw a pickle at someone working on the side of a highway. That's a rich kid. That's also, a rich kid. Decent sense of humor, but piece of shit. I agree with that. Uh, so he has to Dec- go to. Right. Yeah, so they couldn't get in touch with him. But basically, this guy's working along the side of the road. And I, he must. Uh, was he driving? I don't have those details. We're going to have to follow up and see. But basically, this guy's speeding into Massachusetts. Clearly a asshole. Vermont, yeah. very peaceful state. And yeah, yeah the just, best state. Such a great state. I love Vermont. It's so lovely. I do want the backstory. I do want to know. I do want the backstory. If maybe. Is this a beef? Is this a beef? Yeah. Is it settled? What's the beef? Is it settled with a pickle? Is it, 60 what's mile the beef? pickle? Yeah. Yeah. Was it a full dill pickle? Was it sliced? Like, I what picture a full about? pickle. I picture an artisanal pickle yes. that this yeah, rich kid, that this rich kid, and that like his pickle. dad works for like Deutsche Bank, but he, and his dad went to like Harvard, oh, yeah. but he, he goes to like Williams. Hamilton or UVM yeah. right. and he's like, his dad, he's, he's been edgy <laughs> during the quarantine. And so like he does, you know, but he's like, okay, Vermont, there's not a lot of cases. Like, so he's going to go do some like ayahuasca up in the woods near Burlington or whatever, near like Sugarbush. And then he's, and then like, so he's been fucked up. Maybe he's still got some drugs in his system. Yes. He's got to go back. Cause his, his mom's making him go back to like deal with their Airbnb or whatever. Of course. And he, he think he and his friends who were like driving like a <laughs> hipster like old Volvo like oh, throw, yeah. a diesel throw Volvo. a full artisanal pickle that they got from like <laughs> out the window at like a like a blue collar worker and the guy is like fuck you you know like that yeah. the, the worker is like you little Christoph I'm gonna get you and your Deutsche Bank money oh yeah I, I would like to imagine <laughs> a scenario yes like, in which. It, it slipped out of his brain. <laughs> yes. He's just stic- he's, he's gesticulating with he's, it. Yeah, he's just got a full pickle in the passenger side. Yeah. He's talking with it. He's about to eat it. And then squink. Yeah. <laughs> and then the fact that it goes out the window at 60 miles per hour, yes. that's what hurts Sure. It. I bet the salt couldn't have felt good either. I mean, there's a oh, lot no. of vinegar and salt. That's not yeah. – if you're going to have something soaked in something, you don't want vinegar and salt soaked in a pickle – and it's also emasculating. You know, if you're a worker on the road in Massachusetts, yes. you don't want you just some... Got, you got hit with a salty green dick. You got hit with a salty green dick. 
But yeah. I would love to have witnessed this. As long as it doesn't hit Me the too. guy in the head or yeah. the head, then you're like, yes. all right. It sounds like he was not permanently injured. I so. pictured it near the eye and more of like an irritant. <laughs> like I picture it near the eye, not actually doing any damage, but being alarming and stingy and upsetting enough to like write down the w- license I, on, plate. I would wonder how, how much of 60 mile per hour pickle stings. You know, I would like yeah. to. We, we should do some it. tests. We should I'll contact those MIT researchers. We could do it. <laughs> I'll do you it. Got, I got nothing but I, time right now. I, I will am happily. wide open. I will happily walk over, put my mask on, go to 365, get some giant yes. pickle. This is I'll get a couple in case I miss. I don't have a great arm. This you know what is, is wonderful and I miss a lot is the pickle in a giant three foot tall barrel. Yes. That you could pick up great. just one pickle. Great. Delish. That was like. Great. It's like the size of a football. Great. And cents. put it in a little bag. Yes. Remember that? That sounds that was amazing. That sounds so good. Classic you dehydrate pickle. yourself for the next seven months. <laughs> you East soak Coast. all. There's so much salt. Yes. Like like a big, like a burrito pickle. That is your yes. snack. Like you're walking around like a street fair with your huge pickle in a bag. <laughs> Just living your best life. You know, maybe you could get a, maybe you go play a game, get a goldfish in a bag that you take home with you in your yes. giant pickle. That's it's so funny. I That's, think I responded to somebody on Instagram. I was like, I hope they got a goldfish for hitting the guy. We should reward his aim. That's right. That's exactly right. You need a goldfish. Um, Nothing's better than getting a goldfish in a bag. Nothing was made me happier than getting. I'd rather yeah. win a goldfish it, in a bag than an Academy Award. <laughs> Here you go. Kill this animal. Exactly. That's Thank your, you so that's much. That's your award. Yes. Here's here's a few live animals in a bag. Four-year-old. I'm sure you're a good person to hand these to. <laughs> I had one of those from the Maryland State Fair that lived three right. years in the original bowl, a gold. Wow. We got wow. a 10-gallon fish tank, and I think my dad put it in there with the other fish, and it died within a day. But that's it lived terrible. in that bowl. Um also, goldfish are famously bad in bowls because they shit more than normal fish do, which a lot of people don't oh. know. You know what? There was a lot of shit from my goldfish <laughs> in the bowl. If I think about it, I have actually – I'm having a visceral memory of, of yeah. dealing with goldfish An shit. Ungodly amount. Um, An ungodly amount of goldfish shit. For some reason, this reminded me when I – sometimes you like witness something that is absolutely nothing, but you can't stop thinking about it for the yeah. rest of your life. When I, I was it. in high school, I had just gotten my license, and there was this guy I went to high school with that – he was a year older. I, I played lacrosse with him a couple of years. Really nice guy named Billy, and he had broken his arm, and he had this full cast on his arm. And I was taking an exit onto the highway, and his car was going straight on Franklin Boulevard in Reisterstown, Maryland. And they were doing a ton of um, street construction. They were doing, like, putting down new asphalt or whatever. So they had a line of about 100, maybe 200 traffic cones. And I look over to my left, and Billy hangs out of the passenger side window with his cast arm and knocks down all 200 cones at, like, 50 miles an hour while somebody else drove. (laughs) He was smiling. (laughs) He was smiling so big. Like, I can only imagine. It's like your first child's first smile recognizing you, and you smile. He was like... I've never felt this happy in my entire life. Just and I, I I think about it all the time. I can't figure out a way to put it in scripts or a movie or like TV. But it was the funniest visual I've ever seen. That's, Just like giddy. He was kind of a hippie and like hemp and tie-dye and all that it's, shit. Just hearing you talk about it, it feels a little like the fun of Dazed and Confused. You know, yes. like the fun of like just hitting mailboxes yeah. with a bat. Just yeah. The fun of just like harmless, just 
my family could not keep a mailbox. Like, like we would put a new mailbox out once. I mean, it was a, I mean, I grew up in this tiny town, no stoplights, a general store. There's no – before GPS, like nobody could find their way around because whenever they would put up street signs, immediately they would all get stolen. And then like everything, yes. you could not keep a mailbox. And it was sort of fun. But I remember some <laughs> dickhead filled their mailbox, I feel like, with cement like just – and it like broke somebody's arm. <gasps> I have – OK. I have a, oh. I have a story from my town. Give it. Oh, good. OK. Give I have it. a few stories. I have one small, oh, one big. All right. Before we go to your story. Yes, yes. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and it's going to be all art and marine. Oh, my God, that's exciting. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. If you're skeptical, then maybe check the facts, but you better believe it because it ain't fake news. If you're skeptical, then maybe check the facts. Nothing's stranger than the truth. Driving me bananas, baby, bananas, banana, nana. Driving me bananas, baby, bananas, banana, nana. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Yes. Art and go. Okay. I have two stories. So I grew up in this town called Little Compton, Rhode Island. Yes. And um, it literally had never heard of the real Compton until not even the album, the movie, until the movie straight sure. out of Compton came Absolutely. out. So, so, the first, so, it, so that's just a couple of years ago. And so it's sort of – it's like it's, – it looks like Ireland. It's like cliffs to the ocean and there's there's – 3,000 people, and it's sort of like in Nantucket. So we, we would we would be doubled in this. Rich people would come in the summer, and then they would go away. And everybody's like a fisherman yes. or a lobsterman or a mm-hmm. plumber. Well, anyway, yes. that's the town. Uh, but there's no stores or restaurants. It's not fancy. There's like nothing to do. Okay. So here's two crimes. So we never had a – we have no mayor, and we had an – we allegedly, allegedly mm-hmm. our chief of police was illiterate for many years. And people sure? would keep voting him back into office because there was no crime. So um, – and he was like a nice guy. So here's one – okay. So one crime was all of like – People's mail started going missing aside from just like once they would put their mailboxes back up and like people's mail was not arriving. And they were like, you know, Little Compton's Finest was on it and they were like looking around like where did this mail go? And it turned out there is this woman had a crow named Poe the Crow that was like (laughs) flying around and like could like open mailboxes and was like stealing so smart could steal the mail and was like flying around flying away but it's a federal crime so it's a steal mail so then like they put Uh the crow on like house arrest and they had to like build this like giant cage in their yard and like Poe the Crow was like a wanted criminal in the town and was like lived the rest of his life it was like a big beautiful cage. I mean, he wasn't, but like he wasn't allowed because he, he, it was like a felony if he continued to steal the mail. But did they find like a pile of mail? Like was there like, was Poe putting it in one place? That would be so I'm not sure how they figured it out. I think it took a while to figure out who was stealing all of the mail. I'm not certain how they cracked the case. 
There's just one little girl who is best friends with Poe, and she just kept getting tons of mail delivered to her. Yes, she won Publishers Clearinghouse six times. <laughs> little Maggie Riley. That'd be actually be a good children's book. It's like Maggie and Poe, best there friends. Is, there is a story, because crows are like, you know, like they're super smart. They can communicate a, f- a human face that right. they've seen, like if they don't like someone, yeah. they can communicate to other crows what that human looks like mm-hmm. without those other crows seeing that human. Whoa. And then those crows can identify that human in Whoa. the future. Whoa. And there's this other whole story about a crow repeatedly bringing like just like gifts to this little eight-year-old girl yeah. in I think upstate New York for like eight years. Wow. And then she just has like thousands of little pieces of like colored string the crow and, like, loved little... her yes was it Every her it was, was it her something. crow or a wild crow just a wild crow wow that's Man. cool oh, yeah i'm filled with crow facts i won't bore you no this more is exciting we'll do an all more... crow episode <laughs> i'll be here i'll be here if you don't invite me for the yeah! all crow episode i will be so disappointed okay here's my second story please yes. okay so and this, this is the first time we've had a guest bring stories. I'm very excited. Well, Katie told me. Katie, because Katie also knows that I have a very particular hometown. Yes. And so there's a lot of these stories are in my book. Just if you guys want to pre-order. It's all about the pre-orders, guys. Yeah. Um, um, so here's the other story. This is crazy. Okay, so this town... So we we had the letter allegedly the uh, mm-hmm. the rumor has it was allegedly he was an illiterate chief of police he was this really nice guy and um, there was very little crime you know so basically in the winter a lot of the people would leave the summer house like the sort of richer people nobody really locked their houses and maybe some kids would go and right. like, steal a VCR or whatever from who and, cares. Yeah, exactly. And so then they would like catch the little the robbers and they would literally tie the criminal to a chair. They didn't even have a police station. So there was like right. a little a police office that was like in the basement <laughs> of like the town hall and they would tie the, you know, the criminal to a chair. And so <laughs> these people moved to town. Um, they they opened a video store, which was so exciting because we, 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 had, we had two restaurants, but they both burned to the ground. We have nothing. It's like a general store. <laughs> there's deal. a gas station. Yeah. There's, then there's like in the summer, there's fruit stands. And so we got a video store called Coming Attractions. And um, these, they were, these people, they were from South America. No, they were from South Africa. And they mm-hmm. would like hang. They would sell like Persian rugs and like on the wall at their Love thing, them. which was like kind of exciting, you know? Yeah, so um, um, there was also no harbor master in our town. Uh, and and so literally just nobody was in charge. Turns yeah. out there was this like – and it wasn't the main um, chief of police who cracked this. There was like this uh, – this one of the officers did like a stakeout by himself in the bushes for like months at a time <laughs> and cracked that – my town was like the site of the third largest drug bust in the history of the United States oh, in the eighties, cool. where there was at night there was all of these fishing boats that was like it was like cocaine and hash was like in roll in the rolled up in the rugs, and it was it's, there was like a one it was like three parts it was like South Africa, Europe, and then Little Compton, and they were smuggling mm, it all in at three. night because there was no and then the town there was no harbor master, there was no harbor master like nobody oh, was really paying so, attention so wait so so wait so the video store was a front it was a front like it was a front in 
And then (laughs) like so much cocaine. It was like, and at the time there was a thing called the drug forfeiture law where the, where the town got a percentage of the street value of the drugs, but they can only spend it on their like police department. So then this police department got, it was the eighties, but they got like. Ferraris nine million dollars and they seized they got like (laughs) t-top like the t-top cars they got like a yacht they got and then they got like night vision goggles they were like fully armed there's a three thousand person and there's no crime and they yeah this is like this is like i love it that it's like this like small microcosm of like the like the militarization of small rural police departments across america yeah holy shit yeah and we had no fire department so they got like a blue police emergency vehicle that was like a blue it was like a fire truck but painted blue because they had to spend the money (laughs) on the cop that sounds good i support that one it's funny rhode island's so insane rhode island and texas are the things people always go that country Countries as big as Rhode Island, or that country, five of them could fit in Texas. Like those well, are the two states we always. At use. the same time, compare. the mayor of Providence was a convicted felon who was thrown into jail yes. twice, and he got out and it was reelected. Mayor Buddy Cianci, when like one Buddy. of his wife, his girlfriend was cheating on him, and he had an off-duty police officer drive him over to his wife's lover's house, and he beat him up with a. I think it was he put a cigar out on his dick, and he beat him up with a fireplace and iron, <laughs> and he got thrown into jail, got out, and got reelected. Elected. And mm. so anyway, it was all the mob. That's my story. That's my small town story. Wow. Oh my God. I got a so visit. It's, it's really fun. Do they have t shirts? I want to rock a little Compton t shirt. Yeah, you need Compton, to rock you need wild. You need to rock a little Compton. Yes, I'm sure you can find a little Compton t shirt. For sure. <laughs> there was a the same thing in the late eighties or early nineties in, in Glendon, Maryland. They opened this little um video store and it was like a big deal and everybody signed up and it was three dollars a rental or whatever it was back yeah. then. And I remember having this weird confidence as a little kid and I just walked up to the guys that owned it and I was like, What do you do with the posters when uh the movies aren't, you know, new anymore? And they're yeah. like, Why do you want one? I was like, Yes. And they're yes. like, What one do you want? I go, <laughs> Medicine Man. The Sean Connery <laughs> medium hit medicine man. Yes. I don't know why. You needed I've never seen the movie. Yeah. And they were like, come back on this date. And I came back and they gave me medicine man. Oh my God. Um, I don't Have you ever the seen, the, have you seen the movie? <laughs> I am sure that I saw so it funny. since. But I, I look, looked around. I was like, I like iguanas <laughs> and lizards. So that jungle one's going to work for me. Yeah. That's the one. That's <laughs> and then the they're one. like, here, seven-year-old boy here's medicine man and my parents are probably like just tape it to the wall this little freak (laughs) (laughs) have you watched it since i don't think i've ever seen it i maybe i saw it sometime i mean maybe in college but i don't remember it if i saw it but i remember sean connery looking for a flower that could cure cancer i think that was i remember the trailer but then I was like, if I was a rich lady, <laughs> if I was a rich lady and we'd been friends for more than 45 minutes, I would hunt down a medicine man poster, frame it and have oh. it like sent over to your house. <laughs> That's such a smart idea because Scotty's pretty difficult to shop. For. I feel like you need a frame medicine so it's very, man. It's difficult, too, because his place is so small. There is no more room on the right. wall yes. for things to be held. Maybe you, could, maybe you could get a shadow box of, like, a VHS case of it just to know, like, go for your dreams, Scotty. Don't pull your punches, Scotty. Ask for what you want. Ask for what you want. Scotty, don't let people uh, put you down. You ask for what you want, Scotty. Are you guys ready for another story? Yes, Give please. me another story. 
All right. This is from the Elite Daily, sent in by Jay Hemi Creations. Great. Love Jay. First off, guys, go check out Jay Hemi Creations. Okay. Uh, she sent this in. I went and checked out her Instagram page. Uh, she is an artist operating out of uh, Ventura, California, and I think her stuff is awesome. Anyway, she sent this in. Uh, you can actually give your Valentine a chocolate mold of your butthole. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Yes. Oh. Wow. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I went through all the scenarios. To, <laughs> to be I'm up in. front, this is from February of 2015, okay. but I'm sure you can still get this. Sure. It's called the Edible Anus. It's only $38.95. <laughs> yep. Uh and the man behind the edible anus, Magnus Irvin, first started by casting his own anus. Sure. The process, however, wasn't without setbacks. Quote, I poured the stuff in me bum and it all run past me nuts into me face. That's such, <laughs> that's such a Magnus anus move. This is, <laughs> I cannot believe that this is. Okay, and this is also, this is in Elite Daily. This is by Connor Tool. There's an entire uh, video that is uh, with him casting an alternative, a quote, alternative models, her, her anus, casting it into brass. Great. Because that's what he started off. He started off oh, casting yeah. things into brass. Classic. But the brass stuff costs $1,900. Yeah. This is thirty-eight ninety-five to have Way more affordable butthole. Guys, I'm great with my money. I've just made my first $1,900. I'm great with money. I know exactly also, what is- I do with this. <laughs> this is 2015. Yeah. A good... A, a, a good year or two before the eating ass phenomenon. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Nobody's yes. saying Thank it. And yet here it is. Yes. This is the, the tastiest way to eat ass. The tastiest mm. way to eat ass. I hope that's their slogan. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I've never had anything pierced. I've never had my ears pierced or my navel pierced. But, like, right. I would, I would to get two brass assholes on my earlobes. I would you rock should. that. That's yeah, the yeah. ultimate yeah. sign of devotion. That's the ultimate sign of success. <laughs> that you people know that you're a wild card, you got cash, and you've got yes. nothing to lose. Like, don't mess with them. <laughs> <laughs> If, and if you guys want to see yes. a video of someone getting their butthole uh, br- bronze right. or whatever sure. it's sure. called, mm. you go over to Riot TV. Uh, there, It's on YouTube. Best there, in the biz at this stuff. It's called Alternative Muddle. has her a- anus cast in bronze. It is not. It is safe for work, as safe as watching someone's butthole get cast. <laughs> but I love this man. I love him so Magnus. much. And I don't know if this guy is the same one who does the chocolates in the video. But he's dressed in the video in surgical scrubs. Great. Yes. He's got uh, like the, the surgical hat on. Yes. Doctor's he's in. got the blue, Doctor's uh, blue rubber gloves. Yes. And then he's doing all of it just in his house. And behind him are just like hundreds of wine bottles. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta get you gotta get a little wine drunk before you start dumping when, hot cocoa on your bee hole. When I when I when I see somebody coming to me in full scrubs, I only mm-hmm. trust them if they have hundreds of empty wine bottles behind them. I love it so much. And then also during while it happens, yeah. the woman who's obviously she's got a good sense of humor. Sure. Yes. She's very funny about it. Uh, she starts laughing as he pours no. the mold onto her butthole. Yeah. 
and his his little laugh. He's like, he he he. It changes shape when you laugh. Oh my god. Oh sure. I mean, There's what's amazing wink. about it is, part of me is like, he could just probably make the same butthole and just be like, yeah yeah, this is your butthole. This is your butthole. This is Nobody your butthole. Knows. Like you only have to Nobody make like two. Well, like, you make like a large butthole and a small butthole. Yeah. Like nobody would really know. Like that's not my butthole. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but it's like a thumbprint. Every butthole's different. That's true. We have we have, we have had a story about that. There's a there's a <laughs> there's snowflakes. a new toilet that recognizes your anal print. Great. That's yeah. great. I you know what old, I'm so I'm so insecure that I do I just need the validation of knowing that it's like that they see me that they know it's me <laughs> one in seven unique. point seven billion yeah yours is just a perfect snowflake we're all just we're gifted we're special we're all people. gifted what do you think I'm some hipster in a hat looking like everybody else I don't think so. have you seen my butthole <laughs> yes. have you seen my it's butthole surprisingly it's surprising <laughs> it can wink yeah breathtaking um what this is a real question. I don't know if it's answered in the article. Does it say what they're shipped in, what they're sent in, what shape the yep. box is? Great. Yep. It's a little, imagine, uh, almost like a glasses box. Great. That you would get like prescription <laughs> okay. glasses in. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And you take the top off and there's three little chocolates, dark chocolate <laughs> and milk chocolate and a white chocolate. Right. Uh, and they are just... How much? Mm. That For the chocolates, it's only thirty eight ninety five. For three affordable. chocolates? That's for affordable. Yeah, <laughs> affordable for a mold of your own butthole. Yeah. <laughs> Worth everything. Does he do the mold? Does Magnus do the mold, or do you do the mold yourself? That that information is not in the article. Great. Critical though. Thank Critical you. Critical information. Like, do I need to how go? Are you pouring, yeah. How are you pouring it on without getting it in me nuts in my face? Yeah, I don't want it in me nuts in my face. I just want it in my lady undercarriage, but in the in the front, the, the back, the rear, the rear carriage, the caboose. Yes, you want to live mm-hmm. a little. Yeah, you got to live a little. Just like, you know, it's just like a tradition in everybody's. Just like grandma got her butthole done in chocolates. It's a commemorative uh, butthole chocolate, like a, for graduation. She left this to you in her will. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat it at the burial. Yeah, yep. that's insane. Mm-hmm. I, I've... You know, but it's again, it's the choir. Things are going to happen. People are going to try new things. If that's what gets you off, if that's what drives you wild, get into it. Buy a dozen. Buy a dozen. Buy a dozen. Buy a dozen. Give me one, Scotty. What do you want to do, Kurt? Do you want to do two smaller ones or one bigger one? How you feeling? One bigger one. No, oh. no, no. Two smaller ones. Two smaller ones. You got it. My man wants it. My man gets it. Uh, and this one is from your home, your home state, Kurt. All right. New Jersey man facing jail time for running a two-acre landfill in his front yard. <laughs> That's a lot. That's big. I mean, God, as soon as I, I saw this today, this is brand new. This is from legendary weird news writer K. Thor Jensen of Newsweek. K. Thor is leading the pack. Okay. Yeah. New Jersey man is appealing a court decision to be sentenced to serve three months in prison for operating an unlicensed landfill in his front yard that has grown five stories high. Oh, Oh. so this guy's in the rural Vernon Township, which I actually think I know that is. And he's got a photo. I know where it is. Uh, I don't have a photo. On me, but we can figure it out. Um, Vernon Township, he's been accepting trash deliveries from a variety of trucking companies. This is the most soprano shit. Uh, For the past decade. For 10 years. So neighbors uh, told investigators that trucks would arrive seven days a week, day and night, and dump trash on this two acres. 
So And he lives there. It's in front of his house. How much money? He must have made so much money. I agree. It's crazy. So um, he got sentenced. I'm to, looking up where it is. In October last year, he got sentenced to 90 days in prison and he was fined 60000 That doesn't seem that bad. How um, much do you think he got paid per dump? If he operated it for Probably how long? A lot. For 10 for years. For 30 years he operated 10 it? 10 years. A decade. 10 years he probably made millions of dollars. Wow. So the judge, the judge, um, it had taken the township more than a year to get him in court to face charges. The judge stated that this guy Wallace had systematically ignored summonses as far back as April 2018. Um, but basically, this is his neighbor, Peg DeStasi, uh, told Newsweek, the trash deliveries were frequent to the property. Quote, the stress level has been unbelievable. Sometimes 10 to 12 trucks were backed up waiting one at a time to dump and then leave. It went on like that day and night. Illegal dumping is a problem in the United States. Um, (laughs) The state of New Jersey issued a report in June entitled, quote, Dirty Dirt 2 that traced multiple cases of contaminated waste being disposed in New Jersey. Come on now. Who is who's getting in? Who's is that a is that the best? That's either the best they could think of, or that's somebody with a little smirk on their face. Dirty dirt. A, a, a Dirty dirt. Paper for the state of New Jersey. Dirty dirt. Dirty dirt. And they, like Newsweek, see, Kathor Jensen goes one step beyond. He always gives you more. I, the last time we reported with him, so the little tag on this is that one notable case of Dirty Dirt Two is uh, Michael D'Angelo, reportedly a banana. Banano crime fa- uh, family linked, quote, dirt there broker who would take money from businesses looking to dispose of contaminated waste and sell it as clean fill to construction sites. But he was only fined $100,000 oh. by the uh, New Jersey Department of Enviro- Environmental Protection. But basically, these guys are just grabbing land and just saying, yeah, you can dump whatever you want. And pro- like you said, probably making millions and then getting... Did he live? Did he live there? Did it say like in front of his house? Is that what it said at first? I don't think he lives there. Um, There was a lot of runoff. There was like five stories is a lot of stories. Five stories, fifty feet. Also, I know this area in New Jersey, and it is like the woods. Right, it is straight up the woods, not far away from Delaware Water Gap, not far away from my, my from where my grandmother used to live in Boonton. Like this is the this is the woods, so I'm not surprised nobody like noticed it for a long time. They said when it would rain, there'd be tons of disgusting runoff, and I guess the neighbors Ugh. have been for years trying to get some. It's just crazy. It's like, but it's also stereotypical. It's like the bad part of Jersey. Like New Jersey's so nice, actually, but like New Jersey is weird. nice. New Jersey gets a bad rap, and it's beautiful. I honestly, this area is some of the the prettiest it, prettiest new parts of New Jersey. I like. Area, I think New where, Jersey where there's the five story yeah, but trash that, except for dump. the five minus the five story trash pile. I mean, like the the the, the Delaware like r- river gap it's is pretty. Like, oh God, it's the best. Yeah, it's so gorgeous. I think they're number one or number two in blueberries. I mean, New Jersey lo- brings it. Bring it, New Jersey. I think I so. used to go. I used to go to Six Flags, and I went to Crazy Dangerous Action Park as a very small child before it oh shut down. God. Did you ever so go? Come on now, all the time. It was I have so ma- it was so many injuries from that me too, park. and it was so fun because it was dangerous because yes. it was so fun. It was. No, the best part was for those people who don't know. I mean, there's a whole there's, there's a documentary like, documentary on it now. But it was like on a ski slope. Yep. So the hills were really steep yep. and it was just hard 
black concrete yeah. with no railings. It's a water park. It's an all a water park. Mm-hmm. And there was like, it would get slick and wet from everyone being wet. And then you would just be running yeah. up or down a hill and just start sliding on black concrete. And I remember there was two. They had one that was that was just like an underground like tube that then you rocketed out of the side of a mountain yes. over a lake. But you just like. Over a freezing lake, it, over which a, f- a guy had a heart attack when he hit it because it's so cold because it's like literally <laughs> mountain water. And then there was and then there was one that people died in that they got stuck where it was like all. The loop. loop. It was the loop because, but there was Mm. no mechanics. It's just rushing water and gravity, and you're stuck in a full tube. And like numerous people died. I never did that one. I believe I got rocketed over the lake. (laughs) I did. I got rocketed over the lake, and it was because you would go underground at one underground, yeah, and then it would sharply change terrifying, terrifying, and you would smash your head against the wall, so fun, shoot out, and then drop twenty five feet into this freezing yes. cold water. It was so, as an eight-year-old, it was just like, you were fucked up when you hit that one. I do. I remember, because I had an older brother and then I had a lot of fake male cousins. Like, there was no female in the lot and they were all, like, you know, some, not my brother, <laughs> but you know some boys that are almost born to be, like, um, X Games athletes, like the people of that course. can, like, scale the side of a building and, like, yes. jump off and skateboard. So that was, like, that family. And so they were just fearless and always have broken bones, but it didn't matter because they were also really athletic and I just remember being really little and trying to keep up as a little ginger girl that kind of looked like a boy in my brother's shorts just getting thrown rocketed out just like water (laughs) running up my asshole like just (laughs) fully losing my anal virginity to like a lake in like New Jersey just barely able to swim much less not get nailed by like a gigantic man from New Jersey is going to land on top of you like you've got to get out of the way before somebody lands on you it's the best it was the best that documentary, the thing that like jars you about it is yeah. like you're watching, you see the lineup of people going out on the jungle rope swing and going out on these things. Yes. And it's pure. It's children. It's little boys and little girls. It's like everybody was welcome to kill themselves. It ran longer than it should have. Talk about suing as ending. Talk like, about like like the Kinter uh, fire. It was like the water Kinter fire for everybody. Yeah, it, was. it was like. I feel like that's what the 80s were, though. The 80s yes. were like, I didn't even feel like there was even kids' movies. It's like, yeah, you could go watch, you know, like, you could go watch people with tits. Like, just like, this yes. is what mom's going to go see. So you're going, I mean, I felt like I saw so many tits and like, oh, you know, just as a five-year-old, you're like, this is, I'm seeing Trading Places and there's Jamie Lee Curtis's tits. And like, that's no what I'm watching right now. No <laughs> doubt There's Phoebe Keats's tits. Like, wow, look at those great tits. Like, there was just oh, yeah. boobs, boobs, porkies. Like, boobs. I was and support yep. like I'm, I'm seeing why am i at porkies i'm like eight years old like i shouldn't be at porkies <laughs> and those movies don't make sense like a lot of the ones you listed where like you go back and watch them now you're like oh. what is what is the plot of this movie Rewatching like, trading spaces is really hard to rewatch hard that to was watch. that was porkies. hard to watch very i don't understand pork there's certain movies yeah. i watch from that era i'm like man it was a free for all it was a and i i don't know about you guys but i feel like I mean, look, I I love my mom. Like, there was nobody in charge ever. Like, I didn't. I don't think I could pick out of a lineup what my par- my my friends' parents looked like. I don't think my parents knew any of the other parents. Like, nobody was around. It was just fully kids coming up. Just like yeah. kids. It's Better. just like packs of children. Like, be back by dark. You know, just yeah. when they like, it was Stranger Dodge. Things. 
Yeah, they yeah. was. It was like yeah, be back by dark and be back by it dark. Was, it was and, fun. Yeah, we f- you would feed yourself based on just whose mom had bought frozen pizzas that week, or like who pudding had pops, something. Pudding pops. Somebody's birthday, they had ten dollars, so you'd ride to a place on your bike and buy French yeah. fries and be like, "This my, is paradise." My parents had like a <laughs> jar of like just cigarettes out on like tables just for like as for like guests to offer. You know, I do. Like, Scotty that. does that. Scotty does <laughs> that. It's the best. It's the best. It is the best. I had someone who gave up smoking. But still loves to have a cigarette every me once too, in a me while. Me too. Me too. I love it. it. Me too. I love it. I have like three cigarettes a year. Like three cigarettes a year. Then I have to go get on a Z pack because my glands can't take it anymore. But I'm like, oh, here comes a Z pack, and I'm loving it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will, you like immediately get sick. Oh, immediately they blow up like balloons. Oh, oh no, but I, no I still do it. Doesn't that? It's not gonna stop me. That's I'm gonna love right. it while I do it. I, my grandmother. I had a stamp that I don't know. My I, st- I actually have it in my house here. I had a rubber stamp, you know, where you would like put an ink pad and you like little girls with like hearts or like, you know, teddy bears. I had a stamp that my grandmother gave to me because and I always get the feeling that she never like bought me a present. It was just like she'd forgotten it was my birthday. So it was whatever was in her like alligator (laughs) handbag. She had a stamp that said extra, extra, extra dry beef eater martini on the rocks with a twist. Amazing. (laughs) I would pay you one hundred dollars cash right now for that. That's I have so it in a good. jar on my dresser. It's like, I'll take like it. it's as proof. It's yeah, and like, like that was what I would put on like my school. Like that's just like, you know, it's just you would like just stamp it on your like yeah, the, stuff, yeah, you extra, just stamp it. You're like dry. extra extra dry beef eater martini oh. on the rocks with a twist. <laughs> I my we buried my, my grandmother's cigarette in her hand. Our Amazing. Our pencil cases for at least first grade to third grade, <laughs> maybe longer, were cigar boxes that from like yes. Monte Cristo yes. cigar boxes. We would, and they had a little nail in the top. They were cardboard hard boxes. I had that. They smelled so good, and yes. that was my pencil box for first and second grade. Were my I grandfather's put, cigar boxes. I put stickers in it. That was my sticker collection. Was yes. the cigar boxes best? I remember oh. when my when we buried my grandmother. Aside from burying her with a cigarette in her hand, like when we when we like looked at her mattress, had the sheer fact that she didn't die in a fire, there were so many burn holes all over her mattress. Yes. <laughs> like <laughs> the amount right. of times that that woman must have fallen asleep with that like is something. A, I've, I, I smoked for a very yeah. long time, and that is never something I ever ever wanted to do. Yeah. Was to get into bed yeah. with a cigarette. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It just like to me, it breaks my mind that that was a thing, dude. The amount of holes—they were just like singed and kind of like it was like plastic burn, so they were a little like hard around the edge where the burn happened, and they were like brown out to yellow. That's repeatedly falling asleep. Yeah, plastic. numerous times. That numerous also means times. Your middle finger and your index finger are orange or tinted brown. Yes. Just your whole life, just from them burning right up. It's like those softball coaches that could balance. Like a cigarette on their lip and talk, and the ash would just dance up and down. While they're, t- I mean, I had sports b- baseball coaches that were like have a cigarette hanging out of their mouth, bouncing off the side, yes, <laughs> on the corner of their mouth, and just ash going everywhere. And they're just looking at you, like yelling at you to run through first base and not slide. And you're like, you I know. love. Don't you remember? Also, they all had heart do- attacks and died. Don't you I remember mean, doing like potato sack races, like with di- like and like once a year, like the dads would come out and they'd all have the dangling like cigarette. Everyone. They'd be like hopping, like with like a Schlitz in their hand, <laughs> the potato sack race and like ashes. Yes. Sick. There were also in. I feel like in. Um, 16 candles that grandmother that mm-hmm. the, like the cool grandma and then she's cooking and she had and they're like trying to get the ash the other grandma the yes, lame grandma yes, is trying yes. to catch the ash as she's cooking 
that fully was like my two grandmas. Curdy, can you end us? Can you end us with one big dog? Yeah, this is this is it. This is our last story. Guys. Oh God, it goes what so a journey. fast. It goes so fast. Goes so fast. Big mistake. This was uh, set up, set to us uh, on our Instagram uh, by Straight Up Nuts. <laughs> um, this was uh, this is from iHeartRadio. This was written by Dave Basner. There he is. Uh, big mistake. Colon man gets same tattoo as his rescue dog, not knowing its meaning. Okay. And this is, I love this man. I'm intrigued so much. Um, so, and there's a picture of the dog. Very cute dog. Good. It's a picture of the tattoo yes. uh, right after he got it. Mm-hmm. And looking at it, you, I would have known what this meant. But just from looking at it, and I've never seen the symbol before, but it makes sense. A man who was so upset that his rescue dog's previous owners put a tattoo on their pet decided to get himself the same design as a oh. show of solidarity with his furry best friend. Oh boy. However, he didn't really research what the symbol stood for. And he probably regrets about that now because then he posts uh, post about it on Facebook. Oh, boy. Um, and this guy, I love this guy who is just like so fucking mad. Yes. He got this dog, this <laughs> dog, he adopted it. And he's like, what fucking piece of shit put this tattoo of a circle yeah. and an arrow coming out of it with a line through it? What a bastard. Oh. For those of you who know, this is what his post was. For oh, those of you who know Bear, that he, you know he has a tattoo given to him by some previous owners. It oh, sickens boy. me to know that people actually tattoo their pets. So tonight yeah. I got this tattoo right away. First comment. That means he's neutered. My rescue female has one, too. <laughs> Makes a cool story, though. Wait a minute. Oh. Wait a minute. Yes, it is It is a. God. It is a tattoo that they give dogs in the pound so that they're not neutered again. Once they neuter them, oh. they give them sometimes this tattoo. Where so do they, they put the tattoo? Right near where the incision would be made to neuter. So oh it's my like god! Right where- <laughs> he got a neuter tattoo. <laughs> uh, he, got a, he got a neuter tattoo. <laughs> he got a neuter tattoo. Oh boy! <laughs> he, it's like he typed "dickless" on his arm. <laughs> yes, no balls. But I mean, this is, I love this man so much. It is a, it is out of solidarity oh against animal cruelty. He gave himself a neutered tattoo. I love this man. He gave himself a neutered tattoo. That's really, and his heart was in the right place. And you know what, if you, when you look at it, this is what I mean. Like when I looked at it, I would be like, I would never like get this because it's, it looks like the male symbol, you sure. know, with a line going through it. Like, yeah, it does. Balls. It looks like it could be like a symbol for like, it looks like a sexuality thing. It looks like it could be like a prince (laughs) made himself a symbol. Like at first when I saw it, I was like, oh, this must mean like, I thought it was like a symbol for like bisexuals. I thought it was something like that. And then you see this and you're like, also, I want if anybody listening is a tattoo artist or just somebody that gets their, somebody that got their first tattoo. I want to know the average amount of time between deciding to get a tattoo and getting the tattoo. Because this guy must have seen it and be like, today's the day. Whatever that is, Google it. I feel like the average is like 30 minutes. I feel like it's like 30 minutes. You have the people that think about it for years, draw it out, get the, and then you have the like, plug it. Ah, Like, I feel like it's a group, like, we're, 
come on. I loved this podcast. We're right next to a tattoo. Like, let's just go commemorate. Let's go get cigarettes in a cigar case on our arm. And that's how yeah. it happened. We we did a show years ago. <laughs> Kurt wrote on it called Money from Strangers. It was an MTV show where we would get comics. And then we would walk up to people on the street in New York City. And sometimes we would send people into businesses with hidden cameras. And they would do whatever the comics told them for increasing amounts of money. Or sometimes... The best days where you just walk up and down St. Mark Street or First and Second Avenue in New York, and we would just walk up to people and be like, do you want to be on a game show? And they'd say yes. And then we would say, for $80, will you do blank? Um, sometimes it was really simple stuff, like like shave your beard and then roll it into a cigarette and smoke it. You know, always kind of gross, but all that. But then we did this thing one day where we said, for $100, spin a globe and drag your finger on it, and then whatever country it lands on, we're going to take you and get a tattoo of the outline of that country right now. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and we'll pay for the tattoo. And there, we already had the tattoo guy lined up. We had our lawyer standing there. The first girl was a student at NYU. So nice. Spins, gets North Korea. <laughs> first. <day. laughs> no! No, she did not. No, she did yes, not. She agrees. She... We, we, we walk her on camera to go get this tattoo on the walk she goes no i can't do this and of we course. let her go off you know obviously yeah. it wasn't like she got north korea second yeah. uh, young lady spins it gets syria so then the second person gets syria <laughs> goes okay walking to tattoos decides okay i can't do this freaks out <laughs> so then the third person is this guy and he goes I need the money he was like a 25 year old guy and right. we go okay and Great. he gets North Korea <laughs> so again what is it with your globe I, I, the I globe of dictators it it's, it's, of, only... it's in the middle kind it's of, in right? the middle when and it's tilted it. and you spin yeah. it and then so like you're only going to hit that or Guam so God wow. yeah. Guam Come on, so, Guam. Come on, Guam. Yeah, okay, great. He went and for $80 got oh a tattoo on his bicep <laughs> as big as a, a an orange, uh, huge, of North Korea. And then, without us asking him to, got the North Korean flag tattoo inside the tattoo. What? <laughs> what? Wow. Made what? It on wow. Yeah. Wow. That's so crazy. That it is was insane. Incre- that's a great story. That yeah, is. That is a great story. And with that, I think that wraps wow. up this our episode. What a guys. journey. What a journey. That was a journey. We've been through that was it. Beautiful. Arden, thank you so much for being it here. It has Absolutely. truly been my pleasure. Anytime. I loved hearing your stories. I enjoyed hanging out with you guys. This was a joy. Thank uh, you. So remember much. you can go and get Arden's a book pre ordered right now, Little Miss Little Compton. I'm buying anywhere it. that you get books. It's good. It's good. Scotty. This was a bananas episode. Thanks, Arden. Thanks, guys. Bananas. Bananas. Lots of bananas. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme song by Kehan Amadi. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. So please follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post so many more stories and make it here. And you can share with us your strange news story by DMing us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast. So listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bananas. Bananas.